Hello again. Hope you've all had a good Christmas and New Year. Um, on this week's podcast, we're going to be joined by first team manager Chris Walcott um, and the assistant manager Sam Wilson um, to talk about the season so far, how it's been going, um, and obviously what's been happening happening during these difficult times during lockdown. Um, so thanks all for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Evening, gents. Hope you've all had a good Christmas. Yeah, you too, mate. Yeah, all good. Good, good. Um, so, yeah, um, what we'll do is um, we'll just talk about, obviously, this season has been uh, a bit different with regards to the, the the way the league's gone and the setup and stuff. So, um, what's been going on over, obviously, we've had another lockdown. So, have you have you um, been contacting the players and stuff uh, during the lockdown? Um, yeah, we've been in uh, fairly regular contact with them. It was sort of kicked off after the Tower Hamlets game where we had the, the league got paused and that, didn't it? Um, and then we were sort of, it, it was like a reactive thing, wasn't it? So at one point we were coming back in December, I think it was December the 12th, then we were going to be coming back just after Christmas and it keeps getting pushed back and stuff. So we've tried to, or where we've been allowed to, we've trained, which has been literally one session we had um, just before, I forget the date exactly. Um, so we've had that one session, obviously the group chat's, Sort of, they're always chatting there, um, and we've Sam did something with the under 18s a little uh, sort of 5k challenge. Um, so we've just set them that to do through January. Uh, so yeah, it's been contact with them. Just got, uh, it's been talking to them throughout. Um, there's been quite a few new players coming to be fair, so that's obviously been talking to them as well. Um, so yeah, plenty of contact with them. It's just I think they're getting a bit frustrated at the moment. Yeah, yeah, no, of course, of course. Um, so. Are you are you sort of setting them their own training schedule, or just told them to sort of keep fit? I know it's obviously it's Christmas time as well, um, so you're hoping they're all going to be fit as fiddles when they come back when the season restarts. Yeah, we didn't say to do anything over Christmas because obviously none of our boys are on contracts or stuff, so they're not getting paid while they're not with us, and they'll work full time and stuff. So they've got a lot going on. Yeah, um, I think a lot of them do their own bits in the gym as well, so that obviously helps. But yeah, we just thought coming into the new year, we'd set them a little challenge, a bit of competition in the group as well. So. Um, just because we don't know when or if we're coming back. So if we can try and keep them ticking over so we don't come back and uh, in a really bad shape. So I think most of them are quite good with it. So I think, um, yeah, they'll do their own bits and uh, there might be one or two come back with heavy legs, yeah. <laughs> a bit of a Christmas <laughs> belly or whatever you call it. But um, yeah, no, generally we're quite young anyway, I think the squad. So it should be, should be OK. But that's why we've uh, sort of set that challenge as well, just to blow out some cobwebs after Christmas, I suppose. Yeah, of course, and um, obviously the, the squad's seen a, a few changes since the since the start of the season, since you first started the season. Um, is there any real sort of is it settled squad now? Or are you still looking for more players, or how's how's the squad looking? It's just tricky because I don't know. Um, I say it's just at the moment we we recruited really well in December when we were, when we were sort of planning on coming back in December. We thought we were. Um, but since then, because it's been sort of so up in the air, we haven't really done anything. But there's still, there's still been probably six, seven new players will probably, when we come back, whenever that is, will be with us. So it's quite a big change around. But um, yeah, it's, it almost feels like starting to get our pre-season again to be honest, when we get back anyway. But no, we're pretty pleased with what's come in. I think we've got some really, uh, we've definitely improved the squad over the lockdown. It's uh, just looking at it on paper, it looks a lot better than it was. So um, yeah, pleased with that. Excellent, excellent. So yeah, well, all right then. Um, well, we'll go back. We'll go back to the start of the season. I know it seems like a long time ago. Lots happened since then. Um, we'll sort of break it down into sort of three three game chunks, if you like. Um, 
So obviously it wasn't a great start to the season. Obviously you weren't, you didn't have the the ideal squad and stuff that you know it wasn't your settled squad. Um, the first three games was a two-one loss at home to Welling. Um, it was a four-one loss away at Sheppey, and then a two-one loss um, against Hollands and Blair. Um, so if we talk about those games a little bit and see see what you thought about them, it does sound really bad when you say it out loud, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, first game Welling. Um, I'll probably let Sam take this one. I think. Uh, yeah, we uh, that was a poor game. I think there's there's not many times that we've actually come away from games and gone, yeah, we deserve that. But that was one of them. But yeah, I don't know if you want to take that one, Sam. I think uh, I just lost connection, but I've just come back in. Um, I think we uh, fell short probably in every department that game, to be honest with you. Um, not to take away from obviously Welling's performance, because when a team is better than you on the day, I think you've got to praise them and give them credit. And uh, yeah, they were the better side that day. And uh, I think, what, what did we play after Welling? Did it go to Guildford? Sheppy was it? Sheppy away, according to this. Sheppy was a completely different performance. So when we went to Sheppy, although the score uh, shows four-one for seventy-five minutes of the game, the intensity was really good. Um, yeah, it was a really enjoyable game up until obviously the last fifteen minutes. So it goes to show that obviously one game from the other, um, completely polar opposite in terms of performance. Mm. Yeah, Sheppy was good. We should have been, they all record their games and they put a lot of highlights on YouTube and stuff and we watched it back and we should have been freeing up in that game inside half hour. We absolutely, and they said to us after the game that we, for the first half hour, really surprised them. Um, and yeah, it's, even if we do go 3 new up, it's not game over against Sheppey with the quality they've got, but it's a totally different game and it allows you to be a bit, we can be a bit more defensive minded then. Um, but we, we missed some real, real good opportunities. Um, yeah, pulling my hair out when I was watching them back. Um, and then, yeah, like, like Sam says, I think it was 75th minute, it was 1-1 at 75 minutes and then we, um, I don't want to say crumbled, but we let, conceded a couple of really just poor goals Um and yeah, it, obviously the scoreline looks really. Don't get me wrong, Sheppey had more of the possession and all that sort of stuff, um, but we looked very good in the first half. Um, so yeah, it looked, looked like a really bad result that one. But it wasn't. A, it was like Sam said, not a bad performance um, that the scoreline sort of suggests. Um, and what was the third one? Well, Hollands and Blair, wasn't it? Hollands and Blair. Yeah, we lost two-one. Uh, that that was the same story. I remember that one. We, again, we should have been three-four. And it, it, I hope people like sort of whoever listens this. It thinks it's sort of me just saying it, but these are games we should have been three nil up easily. Um, the chances that we were missing, um, I can't remember. If we, I think we might have gone one nil up eventually, um, and then the goals we conceded, if I remember from a corner, and the second one was just sort of a cross shot that's ended up in the top corner. Um, but to be honest with you, I thought we had the better of that game. We just didn't put our chances away. Um, and Holland and Blair, like really experienced management, really experienced side, and they just sort of did what they needed to do and sort of ground it out. But I thought we were a better team in that game, um, and to, we should have been outside by half time. But I just goes to show what happens if we don't take chances. Yeah, would you would you put that down to um, the, the squad not playing much football together, like no few new players coming in, or is it just a case of you think you know we just should have scored the chances and it would have been a different game? Yeah, I think. Obviously, we had um, Tim Beckford in at the time. He was new, he was new to the team, um, stepped up the division, had a really good year last year. Was sort of finding his feet. Um, scored a few in pre-season and stuff, but it, it, he was trying to find his feet. And I think if he'd got just one and sort of Hitman gone in in the first game or so, then it, that might have been a bit different for him. But um, he scored in that Hollands and Blair game, which is good. Um, 
but never really sort of got going properly. So that that could be put. I don't know what you could put that down to because um, I think yeah, it's... we we were saying. Go on. Well, I think it's always difficult for players as well that some don't fit certain systems and, and some do. And uh, I think it's a little bit luck of the draw sometimes where a player might fit a certain system um, at a different club and then they obviously come to you and they're not quite uh, they're not quite suited to the style of play or the system and don't get the same type of chances or don't get maybe the same sort of uh, service. And uh, and yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a big thing sometimes with strikers as well. And they obviously they play off confidence. So, if, uh, if they're not getting the ball into feet and uh, firing in the back of the net, then, you know, I think uh, yeah. that's a problem. It's, it's not so obviously, like we had, you know, several people, it wasn't just Tim, people were missing chances that you'd expect them to score. So we were sort of saying at this time, like the results obviously were poor, but we were sort of sitting there saying to each other, we're creating chances to score and put games away. We're just not finishing them. Um, so it wasn't like we were just getting battered and not creating anything and camped on the edge of our own box. Um, we were creating the chances. So, yeah, it was just one of them. It was just finding, maybe it was a confidence thing, I don't know, but it was just sort of finding something to put the ball in the back of it, basically, um, at a point. Um, yeah, so, tricky one. I think, yeah, not not an ideal start to the season, though. <laughs> I, I think it's really <laughs> no. interesting as well from a psychological perspective. When you, when you think about it and the run we went on, um, it wasn't like we were devoid of creativity. Like, we were playing well for large periods of games and we were creating chances. Um, they obviously yeah. just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net and when you can't do that and you know, you're know you not tight enough in defence then inevitably results are going to be what they're going to yeah. be Yeah, okay we'll move on to the, the, ne- the next three um, it got slightly better um, as the season got on we lost 2-0 at home to Corinthian um, then it was 3-0 loss away at Croydon but then you got your first victory um, away at Lordswood if you remember Yeah um, Corinthian from what I remember, that that was a to be a reasonably even game. They just were better going forward again. Um, they're sort of one of the teams that no one's a free swing, but they're one of the teams that everyone when they see that fixture expects a Corinthian win. Um, you know, they've, I think they've won every game bar one, haven't they this year? But um, yeah, I didn't think there was a great deal in general play, sort of in between the boxes. I didn't think there was a great deal of uh, difference. I think they went one nil. They slapped someone put a volley like top corner from thirty yards, and you're like, well, "Thanks for that." Um, and it's one you one nil down, and they they know how to defend. Um, obviously, a team that've been together for a long time. Um, it wasn't a disaster performance, but I don't think we created a great deal. But again, there wasn't a massive. It wasn't a gulf between the teams at all. Um, so yeah, we just sort of didn't we didn't put them under enough pressure. Um, yeah, throughout that game, um, incredibly consistent, Corinthian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good, yeah. Good I mean, you you look at their team that you, you don't like. They have got some very good players, but they're just such a good team that, um, like you say, very well oiled machine, um, and that they're, they're hard to break down. Um, yeah, do, do you want to take the Croydon one, Sam? Obviously, <laughs> Croydon away. It was a midweek game, wasn't it? No, Croydon was a was no. a Saturday fixture. Oh, um, for for me personally, it's probably the the worst game of the season so far. Uh, you know, we all have one worst game of the season. I don't think any game will probably come close to that this season for me. Um, the drive wasn't great. Uh, you know, getting down to the ground is, if, if people are listening to this and they've ever been down to Croydon, it's pretty horrendous uh, on the approach road. The pitch isn't the best either. Um, so to combine that with a 3-0 loss and, a you know, a pretty woeful performance, um, it's not a great day. But we, yeah, we'll, we'll, 
that Croydon one, I mean, it was a it was a dire performance all round, and I put myself in in that as well. Because um, if I remember, I think I put a couple of players. I think uh, D, Danny Keat, the captain, I even put on a bench in that game because I sort of had Lord was a midweek one, and the games were piling up quick, and I was sort of battling between trying to keep everyone fresh. And um, the Croydon game, they were sort of in and ar- in and around us. I thought we'd been playing okay in terms of creating chances. I was pretty confident we were going to go there and win. So I think I made a couple of errors in terms of selection by trying to rest people, keep people fresh and rotate a little bit and then that sort of backfired a little bit. But again, I do, again, remembering the game, it's another game, we had so many chances to score in the first half. Um, but we just didn't take our chances yet again. Um, so yeah, poor, poor day at the office all round, um, that one. But then on to the, onto the first win of the season, um, away at Lordswood. Yeah, that was a nice one, that. That was a nice one, wasn't? Actually, we played quite well in the first half. I wouldn't have said it was the prettiest of games, but um, we just sort of dug in. That was for me. I don't think I said it to the players, but that was a must-win after the start. We had we had to win that game because Lords again were in and amongst, sort of well, down with us. Um, so it was a bit of a battle, really. Um, it was at, towards the, the end, sort of maybe ten, fifteen, was back to the wall a little bit. Um, I think they hit the bar, scored quite late on. They hit the bar and stuff like that, but. Overall, not a bad performance. A couple of debuts as well. I think that might have been possibly... Was that Enoch's first game? I can't remember. But uh, Enoch played really well in that game. Um, I don't think Laws would know what's doing, to be honest. We sort of changed the shape a little bit and he almost had, not a free roll, but he was just sort of sitting in between their midfield and defenders and he was just causing all sorts of problems, um, which was good. But no, yeah, it was, a, it was a good game. I think that was where DK slapped one in with his left foot. I don't know how. With his left yeah. foot from about DK and Alex Smith were the scorers in that one. Yeah, that's oh. it, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a battling performance, and it was a real, real big win. That 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 felt really good. That one. Um, it was almost like obviously it wasn't because the, we're only six games in. It felt like a relegation battle. That's how important it felt. Yeah, of um, course, of course. To come away midweek with a win. Um, yeah, that was really pleasing. That one. That was a good. I one. think it's testament to the lads' togetherness as well through a pretty tough period where obviously I, I personally didn't feel the results were a true reflection of some of the performances. Um, so I think that was a, a long overdue three points, and it, it was a good performance all round. So that that was a I wouldn't say a turning point necessarily, but it, it was what we are capable of doing as a side. Like you say, it was a good psychological boost going on to the the next the next few games, um, although. The next game was a, obviously was a, a loss again against Glebe, um, but then you got a win against um, K Sports, I believe that was at home, um, and then a Worthing you lost four three, which you know a game could have gone either way. That was a vast game, wasn't it? Now, I don't yeah. remember a great deal about the Glebe game to be honest. Um, I just I think they had, um, I think it was one of them. Where we, I think that was one of the games where I come away from thinking, yeah, we deserve to lose that. We didn't create a lot, and they they have got a lot of quality going forward, and I think. Just remembering their first goal now, um, the movement from there—is it Charlie McDonald they got up top? I think it was, but the movement from him for the first goal was just like insane, um, and they just had that bit more quality in the final third. But again, it's another one where it's just even, but they've just got a little bit more experience, a little bit more goal maybe, um, and took their chances. It's not like they were creating a host of chances; they just took them when they got them. Um, so, but I, I seem to remember coming away from that thing, and yeah, we didn't deserve anything out of that one. Um, so quite a poor one. K Sports one was uh, obviously a nice one. I think this is a game where, again, we were starting to we had a couple of injuries and things like that, and um, we chucked Adam Walcott, my brother, up top for this game. Um, <laughs> I think Craig 
was the first person who sort of mentioned it to me. It might have even been a couple of games before. Um, just we do a little bit of finishing before in the warm-ups for the game and he was just saying his finishing is really good and I sort of said yeah he used to play up top as a, as a kid and then Sam got into me about as well and said he needs to be playing height further forward um, and yeah we chucked him up there for that game partly because it wasn't not needs must but we were we didn't have any other striker put him up there and he scored in about two minutes I think it was <laughs> so that, that was good he, he got, got, he got both goals both goals that game oh yeah he got that one as well so yeah the, the second goal couldn't have been a less like him at all. It was like he turned into Akin Fenway out of nowhere. Like barged the defender out of the way and sort of knocked one in past the keeper, which was good. Um, but again, generally as a performance, I thought we played well in that game. Um, I think that's probably our most dominant, even though the scoreline was only 2-1, I think that's probably our most dominant performance that I can remember. Um, we probably should have had more goals in that one. Um, but yeah, it was nice. That was We felt just sort of on the sidelines, just felt in control of that one. Um, so that, that was a nice game. Um I don't know if you see that any differently, Sam. No, I think it was good performance all round. Um, yeah, <laughs> nothing more to add on that one. <laughs> well, obviously, the the, the next game was obviously the long, long away day um, to Worthing. And like I say, it was in the Vars. Um, I remember being at the game. Um, first half, I can't remember which half it was, but one half we looked like Man City. The other half we looked like... Well, worst team. We game of two halves, really, I believe. And then I think it it hinged on the. I think it was te- uh, Teddy getting injured. Teddy Nelson. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. First half we were dominant. Is is the right word? Yeah, I think it was two 0 up. I think we were two 0 up at half time. And I actually remember. Yeah, I just remember the team talk now. I'm just thinking, we've got, just do the same again. Basically, we were absolutely in terms of possession. We dominated. We created a lot of chances. Loads of shots, which weren't probably accurate enough. But, yeah, we were absolutely cruising at half-time. Um, and it was a bit like we sort of said at half-time, the only way they're going to get back into this game is from bumping it in the box. So, no sleep fouls, stuff like that. Um, I think it was literally 10 minutes into the into the second half. They've not won a long ball. Teddy's rolled his ankle uh, defending, and they scored from that as well. Um, Teddy's had to go off injured and then I think all of the other goals came from set pieces from to be honest with you we, we gave away a couple of just stupid free kicks like in their half and they just lumped it in the box and we didn't deal with it and they scored from two of them um, so that that was a really frustrating one um, it really was a game of two hours it was like we just, we just stopped at half time and you're right in saying that Teddy going off obviously he's a big presence in the team anyway but when a team's pumping the ball in the box, you want someone like Teddy Nelson in there because he's obviously a big lad, very good in the air, very dominant. So that was a bit of a turning point, but still not an excuse for how poor the second half was compared to the first half. No, um, it was a really, really frustrating game. Really frustrating game, that one. I think um, we felt a bit of grief in both the FA Vars and the FA Cup against Guildford. I, I, I did come away from those games being a little bit of grief because I think we played well in the opening 20 of both games and really should have put the game to bare early doors. And the fact that we obviously allowed both teams to get back in um, was a little bit disappointing. But again, you know, that's uh, that's the psychological element where you've got to kind of be mentally strong and, uh, and yeah, take your chances early doors and uh, kill the game yeah, that, off. That as well. Just taking into consideration, we do have, and again, not an excuse, but you have to, if you, we put together a very young squad, our average age in most games has been either 21 or 22. So it's a young side and you have to sort of, from my point of view, I have to accept that there's going to be inconsistencies, there's going to be mistakes and things like that that you wouldn't possibly see out of a 
27, 28 year old or whatever. Um, but no, yeah, it, two frustrating games of cup games, definitely. Yes, indeed. Um, on to the, the last four games. Um, I think they were just before um, the lockdown. Obviously, they were before the lockdown. Um, there was um, a 3-0 loss to Erif. Um, I believe that was away. Um, and then the worst worst scoreline of the season anyway was the 7-2 loss to Chatham. Um, but then there was a bit more positive results the last two games. Um, a 3-2 win against Punjab um, and a 5 all draw with uh, Tower Hamlets. Yeah. Yeah, even from Belvedere was poor again. Um, yeah, that was... Uh, I remember that one as well. It, I come away from that thinking I think I actually text Dell, the manager afterwards, and said, like, no complaints about that. We didn't deserve anything after our sort of second-half performance because, again, first half, we had, like, clear-cut opportunities that we missed um, to, you know, to put ourselves 2-3-0 up, um, and it's a just totally different game. Um, so yeah, that was that was really, again another frustrating day. I think that might have been Dale Horton's first game we signed him. It was, yeah. I think, it was, yeah, his first game, and it, it was one of them. I, I think he, he said to me afterwards, he didn't know why. He felt a little bit nervous. It was his first game. Didn't know the boys um, missed a couple of opportunities, which probably didn't do. If, if he just slots one of them in, like he had a couple of one on ones that, uh, you know, if he's playing for his old team, he just slots them in the back of the net. Um, so yeah, it was it was a disappointing one, and then sort of second half. To be honest, they were just much better than us. I thought from what I remember of the game, they were just much much better than us. They looked just um, probably fitter than us. We were, you know, can't say we had tired legs because they had the same sort of fixture list. But um, it was a game I remember thinking I could do with having being able to make more changes to the starting team to freshen it up a little bit. Um, but yeah, no. Not too many complaints from that one. <laughs> Again, it should have been a different game, but after the game, after the second half performance, I'm sort of sitting there thinking, well, they've just, they've just been the better team ultimately on the day. So, um, yeah, I don't know if it was, would you remember that one, Sam? I think, again, it's kind of the story of the season. We were very good in the first half, but didn't take chances. And then uh, the second half is a bit of a different story. So, you know. <laughs> Yeah, there's not a lot more you can say about that one. I think it's, uh, I think you get what you deserve if obviously you don't take the chances and uh, you have to credit the opposition sometimes if um, if, if they find a way to exploit you and uh, and they did. I think we got, at this point of the season, we, we were in a bit of a rut, or probably before this really, where it was like we missed so many chances and then when you can see, like if you're playing in the back four or whatever, it almost felt like if we conceded one goal, even if it was ten minutes into a game, it almost felt like well, that, that's trouble because we don't we don't take our chances, so that's big trouble. So it's like the psychological impact. It was almost like we it was almost it felt like we'd been beat already, or it looked like the players looked beat already if we went one nil down, just because we were in that little rut. Um, so yeah, it did. When we conceded, it, it was at that point. It's just when confidence is low like that, it's hard to get back into games, as I say. Yeah, tricky one that. Is it was it Chatham next? Was it? Yeah, Chatham Town game. Do you know what the scoreline is? Obviously shocking, um, but I was more annoyed or embarrassed maybe by losing three nil. No disrespect to them, to even Belvedere, to a team who I thought we should have been beating, than losing to Chatham seven two. Because I mean they scored like a silly amount of goals. I think they played ten or eleven games and scored like sixty league goals. Um, so it wasn't like we we're the first team they put that past, and we definitely won't be the last when we get back going as well. Because you know, you're talking about players who have come down two, three divisions to play for them. Um, the setup they've got, yeah, it's fantastic. Obviously, fantastic facilities they've got. They've got a manager who's been in league football, who clearly knows what he's doing. Um, 
and they they were I think they were the best team I've ever seen at this level. In, oh, in I would agree. League. I would definitely one hundred percent agree. I can't think of anyone who's been even close to that. How organised they were, how dominant they were on possession. They send so many bodies forwards um, because they're so confident that they will keep the ball. Um, and even when they lose it, like our game plan, and that was to because they play three at the back, was to try and sort of hit them on a counter attack in wide areas, particularly because they play three at the back, and sometimes one of them, well, sometimes both there, um, they leave the central player. Then sometimes the other two go forward, but they're just so even really good defenders, but really good athletes as well. So you couldn't outpace them, you couldn't outstrength them. There was just, there was just no way around them. Um, yeah, they were, they were very good. A class above. We shot ourselves on the foot. We give a penalty away in about four or five minutes. So straight away, we shot ourselves on the foot. But um, they were just, ultimately, they were just, yeah, a very, very good side. Um, I think they're the, the so. best side in the league. They uh, they deserve to go up at the end. And I I think they're going to win the scaffold um, pretty comfortably. Um but yeah, yeah. That, look, look, let's not get away from it. I don't think there's any excuse for conceding seven goals, no matter how good a team is. But that—that's just me. Um, but they—they they are an incredibly good side. You know, fantastic combinations, uh, great link-up play from some really, really good players, especially for this level, and obviously a really good manager and coaching staff. So you know, they're—they're they're pretty much uh, ten out of ten in every department. Without you know, you're right in saying that. Though. We did. I just remembered it now. See, we had the penalty away for the first one. Shot ourselves on the foot for the second goal because we give the ball away 25 yards out from goal. So it could have been better, don't get me wrong. Um, but I didn't come away from that absolutely devastated because of how good the opposition were. Um, yeah. Was it Punjab after that, was it? Punjab, yep. 3-2 victory. Yeah, at that, home. that was a good one. That was a, that was a battle already. That was a, a late winner, if I remember rightly. Yeah, who got the goals? Dale, it was the, Danny Rumble got one. Um, DK got another one again. Oh yeah, I think that was another screamer. I think it was a there's a Dan volley, wasn't it? Oh yeah, the uh, back to goal. Yeah, and then um, Dale got the uh, deflected winner, I believe, late on. Yeah, that was a good one. That was an important game. We had to win that one really because again we'd on we'd had a couple of bad results, so we needed to win that one. Um, and yeah, I remember that one. I think Danny Rumble scored a really good goal from a delivery from out wide and bullet header. And then I think we were two one down when DK scored that goal, weren't we? But it's I think it was a free kick and it just got yeah, I think, the box. I think so. And it just sort of fumbled out and he sort of just back to goal, slapped one in the top corner. Did he mean it though? That's the that's the <laughs> question. <laughs> I think I've seen the replays. I, I think he... Yeah, someone someone got a really good couple of angles. I think they were all over Twitter at the time. Yeah. I mean at that point I was just waiting for it to happen anyway because he'd scored about four screamers already this season I was just surprised it wasn't his left foot to be honest um, but yeah that was a great goal and then yeah Dale nicked it right at the end I remember that that was uh, that, that was more relief than anything I think to be honest that game yeah, big, we had, big we had to, yeah we had to win it as simple as that we had to win it um, and we were just sort of battling through games at that point just to try because all, all that mattered really was the results at that point and like like you say, um, from the previous couple of games, you know, you, you go a goal behind or you go behind, you start to lose confidence. The defenders are thinking, you know, we're not going to score, get back into it. Um, obviously, so that's that's why that was such a big game to end that right, like you say, um, and get those three points and gives gives the attacking players more confidence as well. Mm, yeah. And then what was the last one? Oh, Tam- uh, the five-all draw with Tower Hamlets. Five-five. That is unbelievable. I thought I started so well. I think we scored inside two or three minutes. Um, really good goal from Alex Smith took three or four on and then slotted it in the bottom corner um, and I thought it was going to be a good day then 
I think, um, yeah, I mean, they won't finish bottom of the league. I think they signed a couple of players that week. And again, I'm not making excuses here, but they were really dangerous going forward. They had two or three really good players. Um, I forget their names. I think there's one lad who scored a fair few already who's played for them all season. But they'd signed a couple for the week that we played them because I remember seeing it put out on Twitter. And uh, yeah, dangerous team going forward. Um, disappointing like from a defensive point of view. At any point to concede five goals, something's gone wrong. Um, so that was disappointing. But it, it was just a ridiculous game. It was just a ridiculous game. I can't remember a great deal of it because because of how ridiculous it was, to be honest. Um, They're an interesting it, it team, aren't they? Tower Hamlets. Because like you said yeah. about some of the players they'd signed that week, they've got a player called Denelson Carvalho, who I know for a fact has attracted interest from the National League. So it's to see where they are in the table and to see some of the players that they have... Um, yeah, it's a bit of a strange one. Again, maybe the situation that we're in a little bit where you've got quite a young squad and potentially in, in some areas you're a bit naive. I don't know, but certainly they've got talent. Mm, yeah. yeah. But it, was, it was a bizarre game, really bizarre game. Um, I can't remember if we equalised or conceded the fifth. I can't remember how it even went now. Um, I know they got penalty. I know Dale scored a couple in that game, didn't he, as well? Which was Yeah. yeah. It's been a really good start, actually, for Dale. That is a... Highlight of the sort of final few games. I think he's got three and four. Um, so that that was really good for him. Um, Woolley's picked up some goals. I think Enoch's needs a couple of goals as well now. So that was good for them from a personal point of view, giving a bit of confidence. Um, yeah. But yeah, absolutely ridiculous game. <laughs> yeah, no, I wasn't at that one. I, I missed that one. Was that, that was the last one before lockdown? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay. And so, so that's it. So far this season, you're... I believe he's 16th at the moment with 10 points. Yeah. That's how, um, how, how, how do you sum it up so far? Um, yeah, well, obviously it's been a disappointing start for where we want to be. Um, but I think, yeah, we're sort of looking back and I think Sam said a couple of times as well, the story of the season or certainly the early games was just missed opportunities, really, missed chances. Um, so, it, yeah, the performances. There's, don't get me wrong, there's been some poor performances, but there's also been some times where we've come away thinking, how oh, have we not won that? So it could look different. Um, we are where we are. So hopefully, I'm, I'm confident we will improve because obviously we, we, we've made a few good additions in the lockdown. Um, so that's good. Um, if we do get going again, whenever that might be. But yeah, I think uh, a poor start, but we can definitely recover from this position and get to where we want to be. So um, yeah, just looking forward, really. It's been a learning curve as well, hasn't it? I think it was always going to be a season where we kind of laid down the foundations for the next. Um, and it's been a learning curve. I, I think there's been, you know, I'll talk for myself here, but I think there's been a little bit maybe naivety on my behalf um, and, you know, maybe some of the players as well. But it, that's, I think, part and parcel of, of football. I think you, you go through tough times together um, and, and you learn. And then ultimately, you know, you'll progress next season. And I, and I think we will progress next season as a side. And I think, as Chris said earlier, we've uh, recruited really well this December in preparation, obviously, to go back. That hasn't happened yet, but we've got some really good names through the door. And I think that's obviously going to be a real turning point in the season because they're, they're, we've got players now that will will fit the system. And ultimately, I think we can, uh, we can go forward and uh, achieve a lot of success with those players. Yeah, exciting, exciting times ahead, then. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Well, we're just to wait and see when we get back. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, hopefully, I say we're giving them training plans for January, but hopefully, 
well, we'll see what happens. It's not me. Have you have you had any guidance from um, from the FA or anything about you know when you can go training again or? No, I don't, all the while we're in tier four, I don't think there's gonna be any football of any kind. So, which is understandable, obviously. So, um, yeah, we just have to wait and see what happens with the tiers when we come down or whatever. Um, I, I, even if we start in February, um, and, and this is not me saying we need to start in February, but if, if that's the case, then there's still time to get the season done or the majority of it probably. I mean, fr- from my point of view. If you get anywhere close or over thirty games, then you can do points per game anyway. Um, from, from from my money, I think a lot of clubs put a lot of money and time and dedication into their facilities and just funding squads and things. So I'm hoping it's not a null and void. Um, but yeah, let's just see what happens. Can't really predict the future at the moment. But no, of course, I think of they've course. got to finish it. Uncharted I territory. do think they've got to finish this season, as Chris says about the money that goes into a lot of these clubs and. I do think they've got to finish this, uh, the season. Even even the time, the volunteers, the people that you know help run the clubs and stuff like that, you know, yeah, and try and keep keep it afloat in these hard times. It's you know they deserve they deserve. To I'm not too sure it was the best yeah. last season either. The best decision to make to uh, null and void it. I, I, I disagree with the decision they came to because obviously again a lot of money's gone in last uh, last season. Yeah, it's. I do feel for those sides last season, so hopefully this season won't be the same. But obviously, we've got to return when it's safe to do so. Um, yeah, but there hasn't been too many issues so far. I think within within football um, since we've gone back. No, that's no, been all right. Excellent stuff. Okay, then folks. Well, um, I'm sure. I'm sure um, you're all trying your best to stay safe and well. Um, Hopefully we get some news soon. Keep an eye on the the Twitter and stuff. We'll post anything we when we hear anything. We'll we'll try and get it up on the social medias. Um, but yeah, thanks guys. I hope you both have a good new year and let's hope to get back playing as soon as we no, can. No Cheers, worries. No. Cheers guys. Thanks. Bye bye.